0: Welcome back to Troubleshooting Agile. Hi there, Jeffrey. Hi, Squirrel. So we're picking up from last time, I think, and, and you're going to tell me about a, a control model I've never heard of. <laughs> right. So this is the uh, the, the third uh, model of, uh, of interacting
1: with people that we've been covering. Uh, first, we talked about the mutual learning model and the values of the mutual learning model. Uh, last time, we talked about the unilateral control model and the values associated with that. In um, this time, we're going to t- come into a, a uh, another common failure mode of teams uh, that are failing to get to mutual learning. Um, In the last one, we talked about the most common one, which is use on our control model, where people are fighting because they think that they're right. Um, But there's another one. It's called the give up control model. And, And this is a bit different. And so the give up control model can happen a a couple different ways. Um, The most common way that happens is that people uh, are saying, okay, we've learned more about uh, human psychology. We understand that we want people to be involved and to feel ownership for decisions. And so we've decided to set down uh, a a path of being uh, more distributed, more self-organizing. And so we're saying, right, we're going to get everyone involved in the decision.
0: Mm, that sounds great, Jeffrey. Why, why, don't, why don't we do that? Is, 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 are, are you proposing this is a good model or, or one that doesn't work? Well, un- unfortunately, it, it it doesn't quite
1: work for for, for some reasons that we're going to get into. Um, I'll just go ahead and, and start by saying just the values of the give up control model, and uh, that will help identify some of the problems.
0: And by the way, I think we have a, a link. We'll, we'll put it in the, in the show notes, right? A, a link to an article on, on this. Yes, absolutely. We'll start with the values
1: are, uh, first, everyone participates in defining the purpose. Mm -hmm. Uh, Second, everyone wins and no one loses. Mm. Uh, Three, uh, we value expressing your feelings. Excellent. That's different than unilateral control where we weren't expressing our feelings. Yeah, go ahead. Four, we're going to suppress using your intellectual reasoning. Mm. Because uh, the idea behind these values is we want everyone to feel good about being involved we want everyone to feel like they're participating, like they're making valuable contributions. And so the, the, the main goal here is on the positive feelings we're trying to generate. Uh, you can think of this as sort of like the participation
0: uh, trophy uh, model of decision making. So this, this sounds pretty good, I have to say. I mean, it does sound like my team is going to be motivated. They're going to be participating. They're going to be expressing their feelings. They're all going to feel like they won. Um, they're going to be really internally committed to whatever we come up with. Well, what's, what's wrong with this one?
1: Well, the, the, the problem is we can find problems at, at every level along the here. So first of all, uh, the idea of everyone participating in defining the purpose. Uh, it turns out that uh, very often uh, not everyone actually has uh, the same amount of information. It's this is not the same as saying everyone is uh, able to contribute. Instead, it's sort of we're requiring everyone to Uh, to participate. And this this is a subtle difference. Remember, you have a great story about uh, adding your own egg. And this is saying, we're going to have everyone add an egg (laughs) <laughs> it doesn't matter how many eggs we need uh, so this is yeah the, and it's uh, a
0: quail egg and it's a chicken egg and it's a every kind of egg that you can imagine we'll add the a link to the add your own egg story i don't think we have time for it today, but uh, it has to do with cake mixes and people feeling motivated to to bake cakes and they feel more motivated if they if they add an egg so so the model here is not um uh, i'm going to add only my egg, and all of you will listen and be convinced that's kind of the um uh, the unilateral control angle, but uh, we're all going to add different eggs. everyone will participate We'll come up with a uh, a huge omelette um and may- maybe you're saying that uh, that's not such a good idea
1: right what this involves is that the leaders aren't actually doing their job in uh, describing and, and and setting the overall direction and uh it you know again getting input, but rather this they're taking a decision that should be theirs and saying well we don't know. We're going to leave the direction open and just put it out to everyone, mm-hmm. uh, and and that can lead to people feeling uh, quite lost uh, because there's there's not a, a purpose that's guiding that's uh, binding people together.
0: Indeed, and I know that what I've seen before is um, agile teams that use a model like this, and they tend to grab whatever seems closest to them because they're they're developer dominated because they're Software development teams usually um, they tend to grab for things like um, rearchitecting or uh, major refactoring. I don't actually like that term because refactoring should be something that takes you ten seconds, but they'll often call it that. And um, then I'll, I'll, they'll call somebody will call me in and say, "Hey, Squirrel, I, I don't understand. We we had this great dialogue. We really figured out what we were going to do. Everybody participated, and um, like we haven't sold anything in three months." And um, they tell me the new architecture <laughs> is going to be amazing. And I really believe them because we, we all have this positive feeling and the, the, the team is really together and motivated and they're all working toward the new architecture. We're, we're rewriting the whole thing in Haskell. But um, and I'm sure it's going to be a lot better. But uh, like, I'm not sure I can make payroll. Um, and, and that's <laughs> where I look to that leader, often a non-technical person. And I say, you've abrogated some of your responsibility. Have, have I got the right idea here that that's that's where this can fall down? In, in uh, absolutely
1: way. and it's and is exactly you mentioned it's the idea of um uh uh giving turning over control to people but without necessarily doing your role uh, uh to set up a uh direction you can contrast this with the sort of briefing and back briefing model we talked about in the past is a sort of not providing the briefing uh, about what the sort of constraints
0: and trade offs that you'd value we mm-hmm. we'll uh, pr- we'll provide a link to the uh, relevant episode or or article in the in the show notes Right, that's the problem with the first value. Mm. Um,
1: second, the idea of everyone wins and no one loses. Uh, we can kind of combine this uh, as as, a, as the core idea, and w- along with the uh, expression of feelings and suppress intellectual reasoning. We because our goal here is to is to uh, have everyone feel good. Then it leads a tendency to not want to. Come up to, the, to 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 evaluate the differences of different contributions. Mm-hmm. So it's it's the difference between say in a brainstorming where you say there's no bad ideas, and then uh, failing to move to a more critical saying now which of the ideas do we most value. Mm-hmm. In, instead, it's sort of uh, that uh, even when we get to the point of putting things in operation, we still say, uh, do you feel good about that? Well, then why don't you do that? uh it's it's still the idea that uh we we value people feeling good about what they're doing uh rather than saying well you know wait a minute how does that i don't see how that
0: supports the uh purpose that we've set out how does this get us closer to what we value mm-hmm. and or even better i have some information that means that that, that approach won't work it may it might make you feel really good but the, uh, I tried it last week and that library is uh, full of bugs or that customer um, isn't going to buy. So there's no point building something for them. Um, and if I have that information and I suppress it or I suppress my analysis that might help me get to that conclusion, I really think we should go ask that customer first before we build it. Because although it sounds great to us, I'm not sure they're going to buy it. That suppression of, of reasoning means that we make a poor decision. Is that right? Have I got the right idea? That's right, and this can this can happen uh, in part because people
1: are just too nice, and they 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 don't want people to feel bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can also happen because they get caught up in uh, you know what a great team we are, and you fall into groupthink because you you've gotten in the habit of not critiquing other people's uh, um, opinions and, uh, uh, offerings. So you hear something you're like, oh, that's great. That's so great. We're all involved here. We're all in it together. it's, I love hearing all of your ideas. Now let's go do it as opposed to, um, putting ideas through a sort of intellectual rigorous process to, to critique them.
0: Absolutely. We had a great example of that this past week, Jeffrey, where we were doing our, our training that we do on, on some of these ideas for an agile team. And we had somebody tell us the story where she was, uh, um, Interacting with another person, she was proposing an idea. She's giving a whole uh, approach, and the person said, "Well, let's de-scope this bit. You know, like this bit, it doesn't actually add much value." And her spoken reaction was, "Well, I I think it's pretty good, but you know, we we can get by without it." And what she was actually thinking was, "I can't believe you don't value me. I can't believe that um, that you know this whole coherent picture that I've painted is uh, your your." Um, denigrating what I'm working toward, and I have information that suggests that we really need this piece. Um, so she was suppressing all of that in the in the wish to create good feelings and make sure that everyone could feel like they were winning. Um, when in fact she had information that could change the the, the decision in an important way, including that she felt um, furious that she was being uh, steamrolled in her point of view. Right, and
1: and this idea of sort of the, this. Picture of it's nice and participatory uh, that everyone's involved. This is something that that uh, people can fall into sort of at all, at all levels. It can happen at the, at the sort of even the founder leadership level, as you described, or as we in this most recent example down at the team level, and uh, that's the kind of the the first way that people fall into give up control, uh, which is sort of through through niceness and a, and a a positive intent, but they're not they're they're focused more on the feelings of the. A group, rather than getting the best possible outcome. Yep. There's a second way to fall into this, though, which is I've, i found very interesting. It's something I've encountered before. This is something that a, a, a leader, a decision, a decision a leader is made to try to change their own uh, mode of, th- of thinking. Mm. How's that? How's that work? In my experience, this is someone who's been a unilateral control leader that they're used to driving things, being the one who's setting direction, and um, they've been perhaps in some cases a bit autocratic. And uh, then they read all this sort of new intellectual thinking and think, okay, well, I suppose I should give this a try, and then what they do is say, right, I'm going to turn it all over to you, and we're going to do this as a test. (laughs) This is is a, a a test to see if people are ready, uh, and I'm I'm skeptical. Um, I have to admit that maybe I've been wrong in the way I've been running things. And then they effectively abandon the team and say, "Right, uh, I'm, I'm going to try this new model and uh, see if you, what you guys can do with it." And it just um, there's no transition period. But here you go,
0: go go do it. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, crucially, you wouldn't want to tell people that you were doing that as a test. That that wouldn't be a good idea. So that's that's a little bit of unilateral control going on there because you're not sharing the information
1: you certainly want to tell them uh, ahead of time but you might say well okay let's we're going to try this and then uh, and then you see what they do but what usually happens is that you're withholding relevant information about that you have you you, you by nature of your uh, position in the company have information one one of the benefits of leadership is you usually have access to more information than other people and uh, you have a certain picture now rather than be, becoming an agent that to, to to help support the team you leave them to it uh, and uh, crucially end up sort of with withholding this bigger picture that you have in your mind that you're probably going to be judging them against. And what you've done is set them up for failure. Now the good part about this is that when they do then fail, uh, you can say, ah, this is proof that they weren't ready for this and that I've been right all along in my uh, way of working.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So uh, give up control is sometimes using this sort of sneaky way of uh, reinforcing
0: for the long term, my commitment to unilateral you know, control. Mm-hmm. And I've certainly seen that over and over again, where where the. Uh, as this especially happens in my world with non-technical founders of startups and what they will do is say, well, I'm not a technical person. So, you know, uh, eventually I'll probably fire this team and outsource what they're doing if if I really have to, but uh, I'm going to let them go for a while um, and I couldn't provide any input <laughs> because I'm not technical. You know, I don't know if rewriting in Haskell is a good idea or not, but uh, they seem happy. So, uh, yeah, in a month, and, and this is the part they're withholding, the idea of sharing this would make them turn Seventeen Shades of Purple, Um, uh, but what I'm what I'm doing is I'm just watching the clock. And if if we've made some new sales in a month, then all's good. We'll keep going this way. But if not, uh, you know those uh, folks in Remotistan, they 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 they'll build it for me.
1: Yeah, and and that's I really like that uh, spin that you put on it. And I think this this happens um, obviously at the sort of leadership level. I think it also happens less obviously within teams. And um, I think you you probably come across examples where maybe a a developer on a team or a product manager on a team or someone uh, will will become frustrated and then just say, look, fine, whatever you want to do. And they sort of withdraw themselves from the team decision-making process and, you know, saying, okay, well, whatever you want, but secretly judging inside and saying, uh, I'm going to be critiquing them and, uh, at the end, I'm going to, you know, make my decision that these people aren't aren't good, um, and I can do that from the safety of having not been involved. Mm-hmm. So the give up control model is uh, something that people can fall into for a few different reasons, uh, whether it's out of sort of frustration, withdrawal, or a uh, test of uh, people's readiness, or from uh, a well motivated. Uh, intention of having everyone feel uh, good and involved and and committed, but without understanding that you get there by elevating the work and that the, the that the way that you uh, actually get a strongly bonded team is to have people be uh, genuinely engaged, making important contributions to important work. And the best way uh, that I know to get there is through um, actually making sure we're making
0: the best possible decisions, which of course is the goal of the mutual learning model. Makes sense. And, of course, if you're if you're doing that, you may have some conflict. And that's one of the things that's um, particularly challenging here is that uh, th- this model sounds great. That's why it was so attractive when, when Jeffrey was first describing it. It's like, oh, everybody will win. Our, we'll express our feelings. Life will be great. The problem is that the conflict is actually beneficial, uh, which is why the the title of our, our training that we do, Jeffrey, is Mining for Conflict. So... Uh, conflict is a, a useful source of uh, of value to your company, and uh, if you if you look for it, you'll get better results. Unlike the give up control model, that's
1: right. And so we need to get to that point where we have the uh, uh, the ability and willingness to disagree.
0: Excellent. Well, speaking of disagreeing, we'd, we'd love to hear from anybody who's successfully using the give up control model or the unilateral control model. If that's working for you, that would be great. We like when people have different ideas or if you're struggling in, with uh, a team that's that's functioning in this way and, uh, you know, re- busy rewriting in Haskell and you're not sure you're going to make payroll, uh, we, we'd sure like to hear from you. Uh, that's going to form the, the, the basis for future, uh, future podcasts. So get in touch with us at troubleshootingagile.com where you'll find Twitter and email and and uh, ways for you to get in touch with us. And also we really like it when people hit that subscribe button on their app of choice. We come out every Wednesday with a nice short podcast, and uh, we, we'd love to be talking to you again next week, maybe about uh, about conflict. Finally, I should mention that Jeffrey and I do have a training, which we'd love to talk to anybody about. We've been giving it quite successfully, I think, Jeffrey, for uh, uh, a few weeks now to, to one client, and um, we've done similar ones many, many times before, um, but we're teaming up to, to do this one. So if you'd like some training on these uh, ideas, uh, please also get in touch with us. All right. Jeffrey, thanks very much, and we'll see you next week. All right. Thanks, Carl.